Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal, and welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week on the show, I was so excited. I always am so excited when I get to interview the one and only Tim McGraw. Like, I don't really get nervous to interview a lot of people anymore, but Tim McGraw, like, still kind of makes me nervous. But <laughs> we had the best conversation. We talked all about Tim's song, which is headed to the top of the charts, 7,500 OBO. We talked about the music video with his daughter. We talked about the Elvis movie, 1883, whether or not Tim's going to do any more acting or not. I, I truly loved getting to talk to him, and I hope that you will enjoy listening to our conversation. Here's Tim McGraw. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Tim, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing very well myself, actually. Good to hear that. Are you having a nice summer so far? So far, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty good. We had a great kickoff to our tour, and we had a short sort of a six-week tour. Still got some shows, you know, still doing fairs and festivals and some other things, and um, got to visit with our daughters for a little while, so it's, it's been pretty good. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations, 7,500 OBO on its way up the chart. Tell me, what did you think the first time you heard this song, and why did you want it to be the next single from here on Earth? Wow, you know, the, the first time I heard it, I, I thought it was it's just such a unique melody and a unique sound. And, uh, and you know, honestly, I, I thought I wasn't going to cut it, not because of that, but because it name-checked a bunch of my songs in it. And I didn't know how cool it was for me to, to sing a song that name-checked a bunch of my songs. But uh, I just couldn't get past the how cool the story was and told in a different way. You know, you always hear about girls and trucks and tailgates and all that stuff, but um, this was told in such a unique way and and, uh, and the lyrics were so clever. I wouldn't say clever, they're just so unique is the best way to say it. And the melody just had such a different feel to it than anything that I'd been, had done before. So um, I thought it might be a challenge to, to get in there and see what kind of record we could make out of it. And um, oddly enough, when we got in there and, and, and cut the record, it all came out pretty quickly and came together pretty pretty fast and the vocal came together like right off the bat so it all it uh actually felt more natural than I thought it was going to feel and once we finished the record I just loved the, the sonically the sound of it of course like, like I love the story and I loved love the melody and all, all that as I said before but but I just love sonically the sound of it I just thought it had some just really cool interesting sounds to it. Definitely. And then something really special about the music video, which I love, by the way, was that your your daughter, Audrey, got to make her acting debut. How was it getting to work with her on that? That was awesome. I was so proud of her. And, and it came pretty organically. Um, the producing, directing team that put, to, put together the idea for the video, which 
wanted to put a twist on it to make it the girl's truck and not the guy's truck, which I liked immediately because I'm a, a girl dad of three daughters. Um, it was their idea. They asked it. They wanted to cast Audrey in it. And um, at first I had to run it by the boss and see what she thought and see if I could get her approval. And she, and she, thought, it was a, she thought it was a good idea. And then we had to ask Audrey, of course, if she, she felt like she wanted to do it, and she did. Um, but we had a great day. We spent the, day, the whole day together. While, while we were shooting and I got to watch her work and she was really impressive. She's so, she's such a poised young lady that, that uh, she always makes me proud, but she, she made me the most proud is certainly her work was fantastic, but she made me the most proud. We sat down and did like a, a, an interview about making the video and I'm sitting with her and someone's asking us questions and the way she she was answering the questions, I was just sort of in awe because uh, she got a lot more depth out of it than I did <laughs> in the video. That's amazing, though. What a special thing to be able to share, and I'm sure that you guys made some great memories that day. Absolutely. And every time, you know, when we play it on stage, we play part of the video behind me, and I can't help but turn and watch it every chance I get watching her up on the big screen. That's so amazing. And then here you are looking at what will be your 45th number one, Tim. Did you ever imagine that you'd be saying that? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, uh, well, that just shows how long I've been around, I guess. <laughs> I don't, no, no, no. Know. 45 number ones in 10 years. Everybody does that. <laughs> you know, I, gosh, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's, a, I think every artist sort of probably has this sort of thought process that, man, if I could just, you know, get a, a, a club gig a house gig somewhere and pay my rent, I'll be happy playing music. And at the same time, you want to be the biggest star in the world. So I think there's just, every artist sort of has that sort of feel about them or that sort of dichotomy going on in their head. Um, But, you know, I've always been a competitor and I've always been an athlete. So I, you know, I, when I jump in, I want to jump in wholeheartedly and give it everything I got. But no, this is everything in my career has, has way exceeded seated any possible dreams that I could have had of, of what I wanted to do. And, and I always say that everything good in my life has come from country music. I mean, my gosh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met my wife if it wasn't for country music. And I wouldn't have these three beautiful, strong young women that I have in my life without, without country music. I wouldn't have the acting experiences that I've had without country music. All the other things I've gotten to do, the thing, the, gotten to travel the world, I, I, w- I probably wouldn't be doing that had I, you know, pursued another career path. Definitely, which is so, I'm sure it's so crazy to look back on. And then you you mentioned that you've been out playing some dates this year and you've got some left on the McGraw tour. How has it been being back on stage post-pandemic and having all this time off and then getting out there and everything is finally like open and feels back to somewhat normal again? Oh, there's nothing like being on stage in front of a, a crowd of people who are really having a good time. And and people are real, were really ready to get out and have a have sort of a release experience, and and it was the same way for us. You know, the, the band and I have only had played a handful of shows during during the whole COVID thing, and they were all very like hermetically sealed kind of shows where you way away from everybody, and everybody's wearing masks, and it's, you know, and there was only a handful of those that we were able to do. So we really missed playing together. I mean, those are my best friends, those guys on the road, the, the, my band. I mean, some of those guys have been with me for thirty years now. So to be able to get out and, and sort of get our juices flowing again was pretty spectacular and special. I, however, it, um, I didn't feel like I had time off cause I was pretty busy during COVID. So I didn't feel like I had much time off. <laughs> 
Yes, you definitely, you were the most busy during COVID. And it's so funny, you know, I sat down and talked to Russell Dickerson during CMA Fest and I was asking him about the McGraw Tour because I always, you know, I'm sure that you know at this point, everyone who comes off the McGraw Tour always comes off more jacked than they went on. And so we were talking about that and he was telling me about working out with you and just said he was having such a great time. Yeah, he's a good guy. He he brought a lot of energy to the stage, uh, as did everybody that was on the tour. Brandon and and Alexandra, they were fantastic. I, I I thought it was a, you know, I'd I'd sit on the side of the stage and watch those guys every every night, and and you know just you know no matter how how long you've been in this business, you don't know everything, and you always look for ways to learn. But uh, yeah, the workouts were fun, and it's and it's um. I think Russell made a few of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? But, uh, he made it sound like he made more than that. <laughs> he, he made a couple of them. He made, he made more than I'm sounding like I'm picking on him a little bit. But, but uh, yeah, it, you know, what I, what I like about the workouts, I mean, for me, it's because it's just part of my routine and, and our my stage show, I, I don't have, I don't feel like I have the energy unless I get a good workout in it. And my band and all of us are used to it. So that's part of our whole routine. But it's also sort of a team building exercise in a lot of ways. You know, you get everybody gets to know each other a little better. You get to learn about their family because you're talking and clowning around. You know, wh- while you're out there, and, and you get to talk about music and you get to talk about your shows and how to improve. And you know, you get a lot of feedback from each other, the band and other acts and everything. So I, it's it's just a, it's good all the way around. It's a good it's a good healthy to, way to get to know somebody. Definitely. And then it has been now almost two years since Here on Earth was released, which sounds crazy. And I know that you have been extremely busy with 1883, but have you started working on or thinking about your next music project yet? Yes, I'm actually in the middle of it. I'm um, uh, During 1883, I was doing a, working on an album a little bit when I had some time um, and been working on it since we stopped filming and, and uh, constantly working on it. So yeah, we, we're, we'll have some new music before too long. You know, here on Earth to me was so special. I, I I still think it's the best record I've ever made from from top to bottom. All the songs and the sounds and down to the artwork. I, it's still one of my favorite records. It's probably my favorite record I've ever made. Um, but I feel really good about this one. I think we're going to beat it. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so exciting to hear. I love that. And then um, I imagine, you know, now that 1883 has wrapped, so you're, you're probably missing. Are you missing filming for that? Or are you like relieved to not be like living out in the wild? <laughs> Well, it's a it's a sort of a double edged answer. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you, we shot for six or seven months, something like that. Um, we were shooting in the elements the entire time. I think we had five nice days the whole time we were shooting. It was either freezing cold or burning hot or spitting snow or windy or winds, dust storms. You know, you name it, we had it. Um, and in the elements and all the time, and we're you know. Our call time was usually four thirty in the morning, so which means I was up at two to, to hit to get in the gym before before I got to work, and and it was it was dirt on us all the time, and you know my wife had to had to um, point me to the shower every other day or so, because, or once a week anyway, because she'd finally get enough of me stinking because <laughs> I was trying to stay in character. Because then there was dirt, you know, we always had dirt on us. It took me a month to get the dirt off of me. I had so much, I had dirt in places I didn't know you could have dirt. But, um, I, you know, I missed the camaraderie and I missed uh, the, the relationships that you make and when you're working that closely together and those kind of elements and uh, all the way down to the, I mean, the crew, people behind the camera and in front of the camera as well. And um, learned a lot doing it, um, and I, I miss working with my wife that way. I, she impressed me every single day. She just sort of blew my socks off 
every time we had a scene together and every time I'd watch her do a scene that I wasn't in and was sitting off the side of the stage and watch. But, but by the end of it, I was, after, after feeling like I, we didn't sleep at all during that entire time, I think I, I, I was ready to shed it. I was ready to shave that beard. The first thing I did, we wrapped, I think at four in the morning on a Saturday was my final day of shooting. And the first thing I did was go shave. I had to get rid of that thing. <laughs> you know, when you mentioned working with Faith on this, can I ask how many times you guys had to film the scene where she slaps you? Because, I mean, that slap is like, that was a... <laughs> it was a real slap because we had decided before we shot the scenes that we're not going to do a TV slap. We're going to do the real thing. However, I think we shot it more times than necessary because she wanted to. <laughs> She's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I think she enjoyed it a little too much. After about the eight take, I think we did about eight takes, I finally asked her do we need to have a discussion or something <laughs> <laughs> after i after i got through after i got through being concussed I <laughs> that is too funny what would you say what was like maybe the the thing that you had to practice the most for the show like in terms of like stunts was it like roping riding shooting anything like that um you know i was pretty p proficient i mean i grew up riding horses so I, the horseback riding was very natural for me and, and had a lot of fun doing that um Probably the, the most fun, which we didn't get to use a lot, was, was quick drawing. That was the most fun, um, you know, on, out on the, when we were get, learning that, the safety of handling guns, and which was completely safe. I and mean, we had the safest people in the world out there. We, everything we did was utmost safety and always checking our guns and all that stuff. Um, so probably messing around with that was, was the most fun and, and took the most work for me. But, but, you know, again, I grew up hunting my whole life. So that was, I had a, a little bit of proficiency there as well, but, um, and roping, I, I grew up doing that a little bit as well. So, I, but it, you know, you, it, to make it look as real as you could on, on screen and, and certainly to, to look like you've been doing it your whole life and doing it well and doing it in the elements and doing it in that era, it was, it was always constantly working on it and trying to perfect it. Definitely. And this was your, your first acting role in a few years. Has this kind of reignited a fire for you to keep exploring new roles? I mean, I always look for something. You know, I always look for something that challenges me and something that uh, pushes me in a different direction. Um, and, you know, it's always about timing because that was the, the beauty of 1883 is it fell during a time when we weren't touring. And it was a great, it, you know, you, first off, it's got to be the material, something that's got to move you and that you believe in and Taylor Sheridan wrote an incredible script. I mean, it was like poetry that the entire script was like reading a novel. So to have the opportunity to do that with my wife, I don't know that I, I could ever beat that. But, um, I mean, it's, it's as, as anything is like looking for songs or, or writing songs or whatever, you're, you're always looking for great material. So if something great comes along and, and it falls into a time period that, that I, I'm able to do it, then, then, you know, I, I'll, I'll look at it really hard. I mean, it's 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 a whole different sort of muscle that you use, and and um and I like it, and I love being on. The part I don't like is the waiting around. That's the part that drives me crazy. Is when you're spending a lot of time waiting to shoot. Um, the, when you're actually shooting and rolling, that's that's the most fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And then Tim, something I wanted to ask you uh, this week, because we do this every week on the show, it's called Starstruck Stars, because I, I know how starstruck people are when they get to meet you. I've seen your meet and greets, but when was the last time you feel like you met someone and you felt starstruck? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of music and actors and everybody. I guess the last time would have been 
walking on the set and doing a scene with Sam Elliott. I mean, one of my first scenes I did was with Sam Elliott. So um, that's pretty um, intimidating when you're when you're standing there next to a legend, especially a Western legend. But he's a legend all the way around, and you got to step up and deliver a line to him and sort of try to be a badass to Sam Elliott. That's um, that's pretty intimidating. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he seems like a very intimidating person. <laughs> but he he's he is on he's that got that kind of presence. But he's the sweetest guy in the world. And after getting to know him, everything was great. He was such a big help and such. He was sort of our beacon that we all looked to to get, to, to sort of guide us through this thing uh, as an actor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I have to say, I, he's in his seventies and and. I think all the all the girls and ladies on set every time he'd walk around were sort of weak kneed, <laughs> including my wife. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And then you know, here you are, forty four, almost forty five, number ones. You have this amazing, incredible catalog of music, Tim, that you've done in your career. But have there ever been any songs that you have passed on that you had later wished you hadn't? Like, was there one that got away? I mean, I don't know that there's one that I wish that I'd done, but there's plenty of songs that that I, I had and didn't record it. I knew were hit records, but I just didn't think they were right for me. Um, in fact, there, there's songs that I've had that I've sent to other artists that, that uh, they ended up recording. Um, I'm not going to name, name any of them, but there, but there was, there, I don't think there's, I don't think I ever felt like I missed one. I mean, or, or didn't pick the right song or, or let one slide away that I wished I had. I, I think that, that um, I've always had a pretty good sense of, finding songs that you know I try to find songs or write songs that once I and record them in a way that once I record them I don't think that I hope that you can't hear anyone else doing them mm-hmm, for sure most so, 45 of them I think that you have done a wonderful <laughs> job <laughs> and then uh before I let you go I was just going to tell you I was I thought of you the other day actually I, have you seen the new Elvis biopic I have you have what did you think of it I I liked it I'm I like the second half better than the first half, but I like Agreed. the entire movie. Yeah, um, I, I'm, you know, I, I just like the darker part. You know, I'm sort of I like really dark drama. So <laughs> when when it when it got to where things got really serious in his life and and his world and and the the struggles that he was going through, that that was the most interesting part to me. But uh, but I like the movie as a whole for sure. Yeah, it was really good. I just I thought of you when I was watching it because I was trying to think. I was like, who, like of our era, has also been like has been so successful on screen as an actor, but also as an artist. And you were one of the people that just came top of mind. And I was like, he is really like you know you've really done a lot of incredible things. Oh, thank you. I mean, I I don't know that would, it's hard hard to imagine. Thinking of me watching Elvis, but, but I'll take it. <laughs> but I did. McGraw and the King, I'm telling you. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much for the time today. It was really great to talk to you, and congratulations on 7500 OBO. Thank you. Great talking to you. Take care. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.